Give me the breakdown. How, how's it feel? You're, you're a day after, a couple days after. What, what, what are we feeling right now? I, like I said earlier, I don't touch the game at all. I, I don't know how we win. I'm <laughs> still, still trying to sink it in, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. For the broadcast and for the YouTube here, what do you <laughs> mean you don't play? Like, you're telling me I, you do not play this game. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another Bot Lobby podcast episode. I'm Grandmaster Ghost, joined by the wonderful Katie Bedford. As always, Katie, we have been doing the thing where we're working in all kinds of craziness we've been to twitchcon work at the intel booth and we've done all kinds of nuts stuff and uh we've got an amazing guests that we want to talk to and we're really glad to be back but before we get to them uh how are you how, how are you doing i know your voice uh, we just finished a broadcast yesterday voice is kind of shot a little bit but you're powering through just just a little bit it's it's not too bad it's it's getting back yesterday's broadcast i mean set it back by maybe a day or so but you know I, i'm appreciate that you asked how I am. Go to, I'm, I'm great. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's kind of cold over here in Tennessee, which is nice. I love it. So I've got the beanie on and I'm repping the, the super and your hoodie. merch. Come on now. Uh, <laughs> it goes basement? hard. Um, <laughs> this is not my basement. Do be... you not have heating in your house? <laughs> I, I do, but I don't want to turn up the heat. I'm saving money. So we're, okay. we're all bundled okay. up. What are we doing here, Mr. Seven events in 11 days. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> you can turn that heat up, huh? <laughs> well, folks at home, um, we're really excited to get started. So let's just cut the chit-chat and let's get into it. We've got an amazing guest. We're, we're coming off of Call of Duty League Resurgence, Split 2, Fortune's Keep, <laughs> It was uh, it was amazing. It was intense. It was nothing but an incredible action. Um, Fortune's Keep actually played really interestingly, and I'm excited to talk to our guest because our guest, Katie, was a part of the winning team from CDLR Split 2. So we're going to get a chance to get all the tips and tricks behind the scenes and hear from the one and only, the Resurgence King, apparently, because this is like the third or fourth or fifth tournament <laughs> that they've won thousands of dollars in. Let's bring him in. We've got the guy, Sage, joining us from Team Unveiled is what they were called, but we've got Sage. Oh, Yo. wait. Hey, Sage. Great oh, to it's have exact you. In this building. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> that is not your name. So we're going to hide this and get it fixed while we intro you. But brother, how are we doing? You just came off of we're a... Chilling. It was like a what? A personal 10, 10 grand bag? 10K. Yeah, 10K. That's crazy. That's, I was uh, I was talking with Goj. I mean, that's that's exactly what Aiden and Z Smith won very recently in mm -hmm. Caldera's last draw. That is that is nothing to turn your nose up at. Ten thousand dollars and extremely well deserved. So very very big congratulations. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we're. Um, yeah, give me the breakdown. How, how's it feel? You're you're a day after, a couple days after. You know the maybe the. The, the realism of it has set mm -hmm. in a little bit like what, what what are we feeling right now um so more or less uh days before the tournament like qualifying and stuff like that we've had a lot of stuff to work on and on, on like an honest opinion on myself and i i said it to like other people as well i wasn't confident in myself at first because you know it was like there's no practice you can't really practice you can't there's no customs in the game you can't really do much but then like I just told myself I have like probably some of the best teammates that I could probably have, and I just said, you know, let's let's just let me just ball with them. Let me just see what I could do with them. And um, yeah, I I don't know how we won. It's, <laughs> I'm still still trying to sink it in. I guess. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 tough. Like I mean, I went to dinner the next, the following, like the same night, and I was just telling somebody. I was just like, how did I? How do we do it? Like. 
You better had a nice dinner. What dinner did you get? Where'd you oh, go? Um, we went to my brother's job. He he works downtown in LA Yard House. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know you were LA too. Yeah, I live in LA. Um, All right, but. We went out there to eat, had some good food, uh, ate some like mini chocolate Oreo Nutella pancakes what? after like <laughs> the, the desert. Okay, Yard House is fire though. I actually really like Yard House. Yeah, I, I love it. It's, it was really good. Um, but yeah, I still to this day, I, I wake up, I woke up and I like, I still get like, I probably get like 20 notifications a day and I'm just like, what happened? Like, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome, what man. What happened? I, I, look, I love that for you. And I want to kind of like walk through the tournament to some degree in a little bit before we get there. Um, and as all this is setting in, uh, let's, let's get warmed up a little bit. We're going to hit you with <laughs> some kind of rapid fire opening questions. And this is just general sage, like whatever comes to mind during uh these j just throw it out there even if you like later you're like ah eh, maybe i would have given a different answer with more time to think mm -hmm. this is just a little warm-up so katie and i are going to kind of go back and forth you just give me a one word or, or a one sentence answer to these so okay. uh th there's probably an obvious answer to this first one but who is your favorite person to stream with slash compete with mayapa okay heck yeah Ooh. okay that was so fast. I like. I love the answers we get from people when they are so sure instant. They know yeah. exactly what to say. All right. Who was the first creator or competitor to give you an opportunity? Destroy. Mm, we love Destroy. Um, favorite streaming moment of all time? 50K Baka, uh, Baka, Baka Rebirth. Yep. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, favorite meta of all time? OTSXM uh, EM2 100%. OT okay. Is, is, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. So this is a good meta. I like this meta. We have never gotten that answer before. Never. But I I am a stan of the EM2 OTS meta. I'm going to I'm going to let you expand a little bit. What is the reason why that's your favorite? Um okay, so at first the previous meta was EM2 FFAR and then you know the downfall with FFAR you had to like Go from having suppressed to the crazy like ADS while yeah. shooting to like just having to start getting rid of the suppressor for faster ADS and stuff. But then when you go to the OTS, I played I played a big big tournament with the OTS with I think it was the Speedy Possum. What was it like a 50k mm -hmm. or something like that? Um, I played that with Amelia Rose and mm -hmm. I don't know like the gun was just. I, I was if I I was hitting every single shot with it like everybody was just getting down I it probably dropped like maybe like two three thirties with it during like going into grand finals and then it's just one of those it's like running around with like a Cobra MP5 it's just super like smooth running yeah. fast like slide cancels felt like freaking amazing it's just one of the main guns that I loved yeah it's a great answer and it is within my top three because it made me feel like i was good at the game so mm -hmm. uh, i i hear you there uh okay we'll keep going uh goj i think oh is it me okay whatever yeah. it doesn't matter yeah. uh, <laughs> okay so you've already told me your favorite streaming moment and see if you can give me a different answer for this one your favorite competitive moment of all time competitive moment maybe playing against tommy and almond inside the what was the chain games i think it was 15k yeah yep. okay i casted right. that one over you guys that's crazy all right favorite warzone competitive format um 2v2s 100 yeah okay. i think that's got to be our most frequent i think 3v3 mm -hmm. customs are our second 
Yeah, trios. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. L- uh, your least favorite duo to compete against. Good duo to compete against. Hmm. That one's odd because th- there's a lot of... I'd say this, maybe in Caldera, I haven't, like, got... To, I- I'm only in tournaments ma- mainly, but I don't even get invited to, like, the big tournaments. But, like, trying to play, like, Chows and stuff like that, I... I've only probably played at least of like 15 chows in, in Caldera. Not, not a lot of people like play me. I don't know why, but it sucks. Um, I'd say least favorite though in the short term that I've played them, uh, Unveiled Sh- uh, Soka. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Uh, <laughs> they, they are uh, they are freaks on that map. Mm-hmm. Um, the Caldera Reaper, man. Um, yeah, great answer. Do you have any game day rituals? Game day ritual. Ooh, I have a lot. I'm oh, not going to lie. Yes. Oh, I have a lot. Yes. So, have a lot. so back, um, before you go, before you go, the, the backstory of this question is we love this question because everybody's yes. super different. We had Lucky Socks <laughs> be an answer and blah, blah, blah. And then you've got FaZe Crowder, like one of the most prolific co- like <laughs> Call of Duty players and now coaches of all time. And he goes, nah, just wake up and do it. <laughs> so everybody's um, different. So, so break yeah. it down for us. So, oh, okay, for like, I'll go back back I'll go back in time. Um the Baka uh Baka Rebirth, I I just woke up and played it. But then like I have I have a like a, a really like kind of like rough past with like losing families and stuff like that. So I have like on my next to my door I have like a picture of me and my dad and like towards like the new tournaments that like every single time. If I go to walk to the bathroom I'll probably just um I pray to God, uh I do my I just kiss to the sky and then like as i'm walking out the door i just slap my glass of the picture and then like go like do whatever i have to do and come back and then for the for the rebirth or for the resurgence um fortunes keep i woke up blasted like i whenever i have to play a tournament i have to blast music i have to like bleed my ears with it i just have to feel it um I did one of my uh, old basketball rituals when I used to play. Like when I used to play basketball, and I used to like um, play for like my school. I used to always like, I used to go like this and rip it, and then have my chain out, and then I have my chain out and kiss it, which is like the H that I have on me. So I usually always did that, and I did that before the tournament, and like, I did it maybe I'd say probably three times. Cause I you know, like we had a little break, and then towards last game, I walked away. I looked at, I looked at my glass. I went to the bathroom. I did my thing, and I came back, and I was like, I gotta pray to God that we get something going down right here. And thank God. Yeah, that that's a that's a great answer. And, yeah, and a unique one, and I like it. I t- two questions. Um, hmm. and again, we, we, this at being an audio podcast, you know, you're you're kind of like rip, not actually ripping your shirt, but ripping hmm. your hands across your body. It was the motion you were giving me. But um, is that a is that a like a muscle memory thing? And it's kind of just like a, a mental kind of get everything right in your head of like I'm gonna I'm, I gotta be hyper focused. That's the hmm. first question. The second question is, what's your favorite song to blast when you're just you know racking your head with music as loud as you can? um so the first time it's i got this from my best my old best friend like my best friend rest in peace um back then we used to have a ritual where it was it would be him like socking his chest and me opening it up like you know you're you're breaking into every barrier that you get run into that's Mm -hmm. basically what it was like he's punching the barrier and i'm opening it up for him so that was it and then we did our like a little ritual but favorite song it's either 
Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst by Kendrick or Soccer Dad by Scuba Q. Those are like two of my hype up songs. Just because like Sing About Me, Dying of Thirst is kind of like uh, I live in the moment of it. And then Soccer Dad's like, he's like, me and Schoolboy Q are really close. And he's like one of my coolest homies. So like that song really hit me good. That's cool. Heck yeah. I like that. I love that. Yeah, that's, that's, that's really, really cool. Thanks for breaking that down for us. That was uh, definitely unique. I love it. Um, well, thinking back on kind of uh, Warzone history and your competitive history, what is your uh, hardest loss that you've experienced in competitive? You casted this one, the 15K chain games. Yeah. That I feel uh, going breaking into that, I shouldn't, but like breaking into it. It shouldn't have gone down the way it went down, like one bit. It just break it down. Have. Break it down for us. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm here um, for it. Okay, so I think we played Tommy and Almond in winners. We lost to them. Going to loser bracket, I'm pretty. Sh I'm pretty sure, unless it was like a different format, I'm, I might be like twisting my head here. Um, played them again in grand finals. Um, we beat them first series. We two would them, I think, first series. 1-1 one, one going into last map of last series for all the marbles um you know we have people in our chats me and angel's chats so i'm just talking a lot of mess saying that we're cheating saying we're like, we don't deserve this saying that like we're playing against the best just just a lot of like stuff that doesn't matter and i'm really like no ego or anything like that it didn't hit me one bit like it's just like i know what i'm doing i like came from the beginning to doing this now like so it was like a 10 hour game attorney like yeah. i was like okay um we go up we, we go flying to peak me and angel angel he has like a his pc compared to mine just maybe like one fifth of it he has a pretty bad pc like it's really really bad like back then too um he went from borderless to full screen and it crashed his stream and he was playing wow. on a, uh, it crashed the stream, and I'm pretty sure he was playing on around 45 frames. Jeez. And that's unplayable. Yeah. That's tough. I mean, literally, because it crashed his game. Mm -hmm. And he didn't know. He just told me he was like, "Oh, I got the frame glitch." And then I have like maybe like 15, 20 people come into my chat, like, "Oh, like he was like, um, my game, uh, my stream crashed, my stream crashed." And I was like, oh, "I was like, I got you, I got you." And then I said, "Just take your time and reset it." And he died. He died trying to land in and fix his stuff. And he goes into the gouge. And I was just like, um, do you? I'm going to tell the admins. And then he won his goo and he was standing. He was just staying in the sky just trying to fix everything up. And then he got chopped up. Like he was, <laughs> that's, that's how long it took. He went from the sky to going all the way down to getting chopped up. And then I told the admins and they said, yeah, his stream's off. And I was like, okay, like, can we get a reset? And... Uh, it sucks because, you know, like, when the admins told Tommy and Amin, like, oh, um, his game and stuff is, like, messing out. And I told them in-game, too. I was like, yeah, like, yo, like, Angels uh, or Invelts, things messing up. Can we get, like, a reset, maybe? And their first answer was, like, no, you can't because he already played Goosh. And I'm just like, uh, well, like... I mean, I have proof that, like, his thing's messed up and stuff like that. He had a video recorded of, like, his frames hitting 45 just cap. Like, it wouldn't move past 45. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I went ahead, we went ahead and we, I tried to play it, like, a 1v2 because his game crashed literally right after. I'm pretty sure. Like, right after I died and, the, like, I played Magouge, his game crashed. And then I landed, 
died again. And then we were just, I was so like focused on trying to get a reset here. And then they didn't give us one. And I, it was probably, that was probably like one of the main times that I've been playing like one of those biggest tourneys that actually like tore my insights out. Like I felt yeah. like just bottled with like emotions. And I was like, yeah, this is just it's the worst like feeling ever. And you know, the, the hard thing about it was that me and Angel didn't talk for maybe two or three days after. Like, we didn't talk to each other just because we were like so like torn apart about it like we were just like we shouldn't have lost that like we just went what like three one against them just to die to the the games messing up your pc yeah and right that's not even worse. like you lost to them you yeah, lost, we to lost to like the pc <laughs> and it kind of it kind of shut up a thing about me and avail like um whenever we play like a big team we kind of just say, F it. We're just going to go all out. We're not showing no mercy, no nothing. We're just going to go out. Like, this is the point. Like, as you guys seen in the Fortunes Keep, like, say in the qualifiers, we played against the the, the semi-qualifiers. We played against Tommy, Almin, and Noobs landing on us almost every game and leading them into not qualifying. Yep. And then Biffle, Repost, Super Evan landing on us in finals and not even, I don't know what they placed, maybe, like, I don't know. I'm no, not sure. Not good. But yeah, I. That's what. And that's the bad thing about, I'd say, maybe Fortune's Keep or like these last couple of tourneys that there hasn't been no practice. So, like, yeah, yeah right. If, if you're fighting a team like us that's been playing qualifiers, we played the TKRs yep. and everything, we know the ins and outs of the map. Like, I'm not going to lie, in the TKRs, I didn't land Winery once. They did. And then I played the qualifiers, like the this, uh, this customs. And I learned the map maybe in two games, like that whole little spot. And I yeah. learned it all. I learned all, all the Chester and everything. And then I was just like, yeah, well, that's it. Like, we were perfectly chilling. And it paid off, like, really, really well. Yeah. Uh, that, that, by the way, this is the first time we've ever broken down from our, our rapid-fire questions to these, <laughs> like, these long kind of, like, yeah. breakdowns of attorneys. I love I, I, Okay, I'm, no, it was I'm, awesome. I'm bad. I'm ba no, I'm bad at that. Like, no, no that was good, though, because <laughs> yeah. when, when you have a story like that to tell, I want to hear it. it it's mm -hmm. rapid-fire, but it, that's... When we ask a question like your hardest loss, mm -hmm. I'm not going to be surprised if you have a lot you want to say about it because yeah, no, clearly it sticks with you. Um, it's more like I'm the type of person that I don't do small like small questions. I have a lot of meaningful like since I overthink a lot, I guess I could say that I could say one small thing that'll lead to like 50 different events. And that, that just <laughs> happens right now. Like I just it's said awesome. like. It, I, yeah, I it's love bad. No, it's, it, really it's, bad. A, it's a good thing because the whole point of our our open fire rapid fire questions is to get us talking, right? So th mm -hmm. this is this is cool, and and let's let's finish this last question out because I think this is a fun one, Katie. And then I want to jump back into the conversation we're having, mm -hmm. um, and, and stepping back a little bit and talking about your history before we really hammer down on CDLR because I think you're making mm -hmm. some really good points about CDLR that I'm excited mm -hmm. to talk about because that the qualifier stage stuff was nuts. So, yeah. um, yeah, Katie, take this last one. This is always a fun one. If you could do any dream brand deal right now, what would it be? Mm, Nike. Okay, we get a, we get so much Nike and Adidas, so much. Uh, yeah, I, I I flourish in Nike. I have Nike shorts, Nike socks, <laughs> Nike Nike slides, or Nike excellent stussy. Like I have a drawer, <laughs> basically just Nike stuff. 
That, that's awesome. Yeah, we, we do have a lot of people that do like apparel brand deals uh, as their like favorite, which I which I agree with. I think those would be super cool, especially like non-traditional gaming brands like mm-hmm. Nike has branched into it to some degree. But um, yeah, great choice. Well, um, again, congratulations on CDLR victory. Um, it, it's going to be fun to kind of break all of that down. And, and I want to I want to do that. And you've kind of given us already a, a peek into it. So, uh, Katie, I, I think I do want to jump straight mm-hmm. into that first and, and yes, talk about the breakdown of the event. So uh, walk me through the qualifiers, because you're right. There has never been Fortune's Keep in customs, I believe, ever. There's never mm-hmm. been a Fortune's Keep customs tournament. There's only been one or two TKRs on on mm-hmm. uh, Fortune's Keep that were like 5K. I think uh, Ryda ran one. Yeah, um, Ryda and I think 1v1 me. Yeah, right. Like the only and ones. So there, there was hardly any kind of like experience so it, it seemed mm. like the qualified teams had a, a lot of kind of like a upper hand talk me through tkrs into the different stages of qualifiers into semifinals and, and what you guys did okay so it was rough because of the fact that we had a squad settled before we had our current squad that we had it really? was gonna it was gonna be me and veil with an oki oki was gonna fly mm-hmm. to the states and play with us and we said that oh well he said that he might go to twitchcon which was like during the kind of the same times as qualifiers so yeah so we were just like oh you not might we might not be able to play it and then he said something about um his visa not going through like he he didn't have his visa right like at this at the right time so we're just like like we're gonna have to find somebody we had no like no idea who to pick up or anything because i mean our set trio like our squad they already were a team yeah so we were just like we'll just tweet out i guess and we tweeted out and right when we seen clamp we he told me he was like we should pick up clamp i was just like yeah we should he's probably like like we both said it like he's probably one of the hardest people in the game to kill like he has clips of him 1v3 like minneapolis go and soka and the 300k or qualifiers and like others of him like 1v3 like he almost 1v3 tbe by himself like he he's he's nasty he's, he's slippery I'm, dude yeah he's hard like it's rough to find him and um we took our chance we did it and me personally i don't I, like i said earlier i don't touch the game at all i, I maybe <laughs> like maybe like in the last month or like i have maybe less than like 15 games played like, I don't even touch the game. Okay, hold on. And... Let me pause you there. Because I want to break down this qualifier. But for the broadcast and for the <laughs> YouTube here, what do you mean you don't play? Like, you're telling me I... you do not play this game. I open the game. I look at my character and close the game. <laughs> I do not I do not go into a log. I practice for CDLR, too. You say, I'll just pop I... on make sure it's still there. I just look, I just look, I'm just like, do I just want to torture myself today? I'm just like, nah, I'm just, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling. I don't really want to do that. <laughs> was it, was it, bur- is it burnout? It's just burnout. It's just bad memories of playing the game. Just every time I'm playing a tournament, I'll probably, I'll probably, I should make a counter of how many times I say him like, oh, I've gotten sniped. Oh, I got shot on my back. Oh, I got sniped. I'm getting four stacked. Like, it's just bad. And yeah, I just never touched the game. It's 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 bad. Okay, so you don't touch the game, but you guys do fantastic through the qualifiers and semifinals, <laughs> and then you win CDLR Fortunes Keep. How did that happen? Walk me through that process. I'd say maybe it's the same thing that happened during the Baka Bros. Like I'm not gonna lie, I, Baka Bros. I did I did the same thing. Like I just didn't touch the game. We played Quas. We did amazing in Quas for I don't 
crazy oh shit and um we did amazing calls we had a good teammate we didn't have our set trio again like almost every time that me and unveiled have played a tournament together we haven't had our set trio it's been just last minute which back then in baka bros it was supposed to be me unveiled hisoka and then, you know, all the accusation on Ahsoka and everything like that led to him not being able like, they told us that he was blacklisted from playing. <laughs> so we were like, <clears throat> like, damn. And then they told me that's the reason why I didn't get a captain spot. Wow. And, and uh, I was like, all right. And I, I, I just like let it all out. I was like, you know, if, if anybody doesn't make it or anything like that, me and Eveld can find one on the dot and pick them up and play that tournament I, I promise you we will do good and i can't name who but the person like they vouched for me they let me in took me in as one of their own gave me a spot and we did what we did we picked up jesus and as well he's the hard he's a hard kill like yeah he's mm-hmm. he's like he's like the eu mayapo like just ego chows anything you can't read his playstyle or anything and it's crazy but like yeah, it was. We picked up Clamp, go into TKRs. TKRs were just a slump fest. <laughs> like it was bad. Like we were, we were like raging and stuff. Everybody was getting mad because like it's pubs. No one likes pubs. Like we just want to play for money. We're all competitive players. Yeah. Um. We played it. We we did good. Um. Going into. I think when we we told ourselves we made sure that we played all days because I'm not sure if a lot of people know but um during the quads event the the resurgence the CDO resurgence one um the squad was me Mayapo Hisoka and Veld for the quads one that I think scumming in them one yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah the yeah. Um, yeah. rebirth island one yeah, yeah that one yeah. they won that one we only played one day of quals. We didn't play the three days. We played one day. And we were maybe like five points off of like qualifying, I think, mm-hmm. or five placements. Oh, gotcha. So we told ourselves, we were just like, we have to play all the quals, like all the days. Mm-hmm. And we did. And we did, we did good, thank God, because I was not going to go through that again. <laughs> I, yeah, I yeah. did not want to just ruin my just chance of winning something due to us like our our passion and well you know and, and it's obvious you guys perform really well in in customs mm-hmm. and uh and that's something you guys can succeed in so ha- having to like kind of fight your way through tkrs is obviously not ideal mm-hmm. but it's kind of just put the time in and you're probably going to make it yeah and as well as like putting into your mental like state for us competitors like there's the 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 underrated that like our natural players like i i gotta say my my squad like I'm confident in saying that none of us have cheated, none of us have done anything, but other people say otherwise, of course, like they, they all put us in a blacklist, blacklisted bubble and make sure we didn't play. But um, then there's those other people that like VPN, um, manipulate lobbies in any type of way. They do whatever it takes to like qualify. And there was, I think there's a couple that were in there, but they didn't end up going that far because of customs yeah, as right, well. Right. That, that makes a lot of sense. So, so mm-hmm. Katie, I guess like where, you know, the next question is, um, you know, t- talk us through customs and what you learned through the qualifiers, right? Because there was a number of stages mm-hmm. of customs qualifiers um, and there's never been customs on Forge's Keep. So it was kind of like the Wild West, mm-hmm. all with under this kind of same mantra that everybody assumes it would play similar to Rebirth from a mm-hmm. um, kind of like that anchor position style, people playing aggro, trying to hunt kills, et cetera. Right. So, so talk us through that. 
Um, I, I, I mean, I'd, I'd like to say this myself because I don't think I've had the chance to, but uh, I'd shout out to Inveld for that. Like, him by himself picking where we were landing and telling me to get it on point and knowing what to do probably i think it helped us out a lot because we didn't have an idea where to go yeah like i mean in tkrs they were going winery IGLing? um so we have a thing that we do where he he tell it's not really him by himself it's like all three of us kind of like you know we just pick up on each other's pace we play each other like whatever we could do like um me and Inveld have like the the type of thing that we'll igl each other like if we go into fights we'll tell each other what to do we'll pick up any anything that the other person is missing that's the good thing about us that we have good chem and we like we don't we don't care about like our, our criticism towards each other we just like pick it up on spot like just lock it in and like having someone like clamp as well going into that like he didn't care what we said he just said all right fuck it i'm i'm with you guys and <laughs> yeah he like he literally just go on it and, yeah it was just good it was really like easy to match with us because you know there's those people that like i feel like they would get nervous to play with me and invalid because like you know people like say that invalid's like i'd say that he's like one of the best people in caldera and like me i have kind of like no filter so like if you piss me like you piss me off i'll kind of just tell you like you know you gotta lock it in you gotta do something yeah and then yeah <laughs> yeah we like he just didn't care like he was the clamp was just on every single thing he just played every part that he could perfectly and it worked out um, so i i um goj i think i kind of want to jump ahead a little bit to i guess those finals right mm -hmm. because you've talked a lot about hasoka you're close with him people on his team they previously won world series of mm -hmm. warzone and they've kind of been that that hot trio to deal with right now and it went down to the wire you're mm -hmm. you guys beat them by 0. 0.8 points 8. not even <laughs> a full point mm -hmm. what was that like how how close were you paying attention to the scoreboard how how often were you um, running into them what what was that like because the, these are people you care about these are people yeah. you play with and you're neck and neck the whole time yeah um it, it's crazy to say that we never ran into them once the whole tournament really we didn't run into them oh, i wow. mean there's okay. no, there's only i think the second to last game where they had the 50 pointer they killed uh Inveld and clamp yeah. at the end mm -hmm. but they we never ran into them but that, that was due to our landing spots we would land winery they would land back town they'll clear out the outside of the map we'll clear out outside and then you know if anybody died anybody died but towards that 50 point game we were down i think eight because they got the win we were down eight going into the last map i don't think any of us paid attention to that we just said we have to beat them um I think they died maybe outside of placement points. Literally, like oh, that's a huge. team. Literally one team off of placement points. I'm pretty sure. And um, when we said we had enough kills and they died out, we were like, "Oh, we won!" Like we, we were chilling. We won. And then me and Clamp died, and Angel just being him, he just did his most iced up move he've ever done and get a kill like last second and. At first, we were just like, we, we were devastated because we were like, damn, we lost, I think. Until, you know, as after that, people were just like, oh, they died when, like, out of placement. We we're like, what the heck? Like, MB just got placement. And then we thought we, we would have won by a lot. And then yeah. 
and I opened like right when that happened, I opened up the COD stream and I see that like ours or they were above us by like maybe like six points or I was I just told them I was like, damn, we lost, but we lost, we lost, we lost. And I was like, wait, but we didn't update our scores. Like usually they'll put in the kills yeah. and then they'll multiply it. And um then like literally like a, a small like five second like little timestamp of they updated the score and it switched to the next scene. And I was just in my chair like, we're fine, we won, we won. <laughs> and I was like, look, look, look. And I clipped it. And they're just like, Angel was just like, what are you talking about? We fucking lost. And then Clamp was like, wait, you seen it? And I was like, yeah. And I showed them. And they were just like, oh, my God. Like, everybody was just hyped and everything. It was just like, wow. And we didn't see how much we won by until the very last moment. Yeah. We won by 0.8. And we are just like, what the like how well and, and it then, wasn't even close between it was really you guys and Hisoka team mm -hmm. las vegas legion and then everyone else there was mm -hmm. a 25 point difference between you guys and third place which was subliners aiden's mm -hmm. team i mean that doesn't get closer than what you managed to mm -hmm. achieve. I can't I can't even imagine what it feels like when you go from, oh, we lost, we couldn't clutch up, and then, was, oh, wait, we clutched up, we did yeah. it. I, it's crazy because, yeah, going into last map as well, um, Invalid telling me, like, oh, I was just like, we just had to make sure we play placements. He was just like, oh, we don't have to worry about any other team. Like, right now, it's a one to two race right now. We nobody, Nobody's going to drop as much kills because it's kind of a competitive thing that we know like towards the last um the last map of any customs tourney people don't care like they they just want to get it over with so we're just like it's gonna die out most likely and the only people that are gonna be caring is maybe top six yep and we're like we're good we just have to let it play out and we did we we stayed our strat we didn't mess up once we ran into the same team that tried to contest us every game, <laughs> wiped them. We just played it right. We rotated to the spot where it was like a brief moment for us to like regroup and like rethink everything. And then we were just chilling then. And oh my God. Like right when I got, I got sniped by Z laner and right when I died, Clamp died. And oh, you, my heart was literally like pumping like bad. Like I, I if I didn't like think, think about anything else, if, if Veld was there, I probably, I, I would have probably fainted or something. <laughs> I would have thought otherwise I was nervous and I was like, fuck. And then I seen him leave and he still was prone somewhere. And I was like, when did he even get there? Like, where did he pull this off at? And I was like, oh my God. Dude, it was, it was just it was crazy watching it from the desk because what was cool was that we were having these heat maps and we were able to see where all most of the action was and it was all the action was the the contested spots and it was the three main teams which was nysl at keep you guys over on winery like you said and then uh their team legion's team over in uh in, in town yeah and so it was like the three kind of like main sectors of fortune's keep aside from that south region dominated by the three top teams and every team that contested any of you three teams got obliterated mm. i mean yeah look <laughs> I, I love this team to death i i i vouch for these guys for everything colors stew and de niro dominated through quals mm. and everything 
they contest Las Vegas Las Vegas Legion every single drop, and they lost every drop and they get dead last. <laughs> I mean, like yeah. it is what it is. You, you know, so <laughs> so tough. it was a dominating performance from all three mm -hmm. of you guys, and it was it was very obvious that one of you three were going to win, and it was that mm -hmm. eking out. It, it, it was cool to see too, like because you guys had never contested each other, you just farmed your areas, mm -hmm. and that's why you guys were at the top. So and yeah. especially with the format with the multipliers the way it were, it was very kill heavy. Um, but that final kill, because Katie, I don't know if you saw this, but what he was talking about that final kill uh unveils last one alive and they're i think they get end up getting fourth or fifth so they get the like next tier of multiplier with this mm -hmm. and they were technically going to lose but unveil gets dropped on by a team of three it's dj moss ebates and uh prospect i think and uh and unveiled is able to down one and thirst one before he gets killed and that was the kill that won them the tournament it was it was chaos <laughs> absolute chaos I mean, it, it really is the moments like that that make a tournament those clutch moments those wild miraculous moments mm. that make you remember it as as casters as as goes was as a competitor as you were but uh i i want to move on to something that you have brought up uh, a few times now and that mm. we had wanted to talk to you about and it is that culture right now and the freewheeling accusations of cheating that tend to be flung out with abandon uh and you have been caught up in that you've said it yourself in veil vale, tosoka a lot of the people that you're close to what yeah. has that been like for you from the start to now to have people perhaps that you compete against mm -hmm. you can see you said it earlier people come in into your chat accusing you of things mm -hmm. what has that been like um okay. so long story I, I go all the way back to like verdansk i i didn't grind as much or i didn't care as much as i did now um i'm not gonna lie i was pretty bad like i, I still had <laughs> i still had my movement and everything down but like competitive wise i wasn't like locked locked in and then i met a couple people that like helped me get ready for it like um one of my Verdansk duos, um, uh, with Zalist. Not really a lot of people know about him because he's like underage and he didn't get the chance to play big tourneys. But when I played with him, I, I don't think, I think our record of like tourneys were maybe like 14 and three, I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. And then he, and he was on a, a bad PC too. Like he was averaging 60 frames per, per tournament and like, every time with a broken controller then i met mayapo and after i met mayapo i think my whole like i'm not gonna lie I, that's why like mayapo is like probably like one of my favorite people and my best friends yeah honestly because he changed my life because he just helped me helped me like play the game good gave me a, like a a type of vision that i could i don't think i would have had with anybody else that just helped me play the game better and we back then we took out good teams too. Like we played well, Aiden Destroy. We dropped double thirties. We played Inveld and Oak. Who back then we were also getting accused. They were getting accused oh, yeah. heavy. Oh yeah. And we beat them. We played really really good teams. Like who else was there? I think Aiden and Smith. Like and and I think a two v two. And we beat them. It was like when I would play. When I play with him, that's why I love playing with him because I just feel like unstoppable like i don't have to worry about anything i don't have to worry about anything else just play my game and just do whatever i'd have to do and it, it, it's actually really good but going into like caldera playing with like specific people mm -hmm. like it, it hit me bad because you know like 
Um, I'd say one bad thing about me is probably like my attitude. Because like I have like a, a street mentality because I'm from LA and I live a pretty bad lifestyle and stuff like that. But like, um, playing with like Enveiled and them, like, uh, more, I would say this. I, 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 I don't mean any like anything mean to anybody or like don't want to talk, talk mess to anybody. But like, I stand my ground with my people, mm. like forever. I Back then, when people were accusing Invalid and not letting him play, I'd still play with him. I was getting told by like people close to me not to play with him. Like they, I'm gonna get blacklisted. I said I don't care. Like this is my this is my boy. This is my brother. This is like my partner. This is who I'm gonna play with. Um, same thing with Ahsoka. Same thing with um, who Oki. Like people are just telling me like don't play with them, and I just always stayed by their sides. I'd argue behind their backs like. With people, so there was a lot talk... of peer pressure, basically. Yeah, like it was just bad. Like a lot of people like talk mess about my group, and I would just be there fighting back because like I wouldn't let anything bad happen to them. And it reflected me in a couple times because like <laughs> I wasn't allowed in a couple tournaments. I didn't get to play a couple of the tournaments because like you know I'd stick with them. I got invited by other people that wanted me to play with them. I'm just like, no, I got to stay with my squad regardless if I don't get a spot or not. And you know, it did reflect me a lot. It did hurt a lot. Like, I had a lot of times where I was probably, like, in the corner. Like, mentally, I was in a corner not knowing what to do. Like, I was, like, either I, like, I drop my I drop my guard and just give in or just lock it in and stay with my squad. I still stay with my squad regardless of anything. And I mean, to be I, frank, that's a loyalty that you don't see very mm -hmm. often. We talk about it a lot, how people switch duos, trios, whatever, in and out. They don't really you know it, it, the focus is more on i want to win not i want to win with my people mm -hmm. and um I, I mean that's typical to be sure you aren't going to see a lot of people mm -hmm. that thick or thin no matter what's going on you're going to stick with with who mm -hmm. you are going to stick with um as well as like um some other people like they 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 expanded themselves and it paid off a lot like a, a, a big time you know like Oki I don't think Oki played with Unveiled and then he played with somebody else and like now there's like there was a YouTube video about Oki how like big like I think Italian streamers or some type of streamers were spectating Oki and after like he dropped like a 30 or 40 bomb and got posted on YouTube and he started averaging like maybe like he was averaging like 50 to 70 viewers a stream and like he was blowing up Soka started playing with um he's he was playing with like uh I forgot who he started playing with like Aiden uh uh who else Almond he's just playing with like the big names and it blew him up and then he came back to his roots and started playing with people that he like he he did with what like most loyal people do was they'll go on a long run take the short run to like you know a big a big thing. And then come back to the long run and help out the other people behind him. Right. And he did that. Like, you know, he, he helped out Shifty. He helped out Enveiled. He helped out um, Skull. Like, giving them all names, like, in the mm -hmm. scene-wise, besides, like, the bad things. Didn't forget where he came from. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And that's why, like, that's why, like, I, I, I love saying that Soka's, like, my dog. Because, like, you know, he, 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 I reflect myself in him a lot. Like, you know, it's just, we know where we come from, dogs, no matter what, like, regardless of war. And um, you see him now. He's averaging hundreds of viewers now. He's doing his thing. I'm, I love it. Like he's playing with the people that I love most. Like Mayapo yeah. and Sko is like one of my dogs. 
like he's doing it right you know so and then you know I, I love this breakdown and it's really cool to kind of hear this kind of like background story because what we get to see as casters and what the public mm -hmm. eye gets to see if they're not like directly involved in your stream or your community is, mm -hmm. is like you guys winning tournaments and then kind of go off the grid for a bit and then come back and win mm -hmm. tournaments and then go off the yeah. grid for a little bit and we don't get to see kind of the behind the scenes of like what you guys have been fighting because mm -hmm. we see all the accusations and there's been non-stop yeah. accusations i mean unveiled is, is one of the main targets of that of course in mm -hmm. the group um of course shifty is was a main target of that and, and we had him on the pod as well and um, mm. You know, I know that's very difficult to deal with and loyalty can be very, very difficult in those moments, um, especially when it's like, oh, we're missing out on an opportunity to play in a $100,000 tournament or a $50,000 mm. tournament because of these accusations. So I want to I want to, you know, kind of finish up this part of the conversation with with two threads. The first mm. um, now that you guys have now kind of like re-solidified yourselves back into mm -hmm. the scene um is there is there plans to just keep running with the boys going into warzone 2 for competitions is it something you're excited about is, is this kind of the next pathway forward for for sage is to keep running competition mm -hmm. um well 100 i'm 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 sticking to, to competing i i mean honestly I've, I've talked to maybe a couple people that i also play with and tell them let's go into content wise because sure. we we know like okay i no hard feelings, but like at Efuse, they just picked up a bunch of non, a bunch of big names. There's there wasn't a single little name in that tournament. Yeah, and that kind of like told us like you know it's maybe because they have numbers, they have connections and everything like that. Like they got everything right. So kind of just for us, we need to work on content and work on ourselves and like mm -hmm. put a name for ourselves. Yeah, start stacking it up. There's a perfect lead-in too because I, I was going to talk about Omit. Uh, Want to hear about Omit? I know Rafi in, insanely well, um, and I know mm -hmm. that you're well connected over there with uh, with Rafi and in the whole org. Talk to me about mm -hmm. Omit. Talk about talk about what it, it kind of means to you, um, your, your kind of history w with the org, and um, you know future plans um, from a mm -hmm. content perspective. Um, I okay. Back then, Omit wasn't Omit, it was Rafi. Yeah, right. It was just Team Rafi. I joined Team Rafi because I became cool with, like, some of the small, like, the, the youngins. It was me, Rivs, Hypify, Fades, Glaze, um, Sturza, a lot of them. Like, those are, like, the youngins that, oh, yeah. that were, like, rocks, like... I, I I casted mm -hmm. I casted the Rafi Rumble, which was like a five hundred. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was, yeah, with, it was with that. all the, like, Academy guys. Like, this is OG, yeah. Yeah. Wait, was... I gotta ask. Uh, Hisoka just swung into chat. He mm -hmm. wants to know where your glasses are. Under K champ. Where well, there we go. <laughs> there we go. We had we had Hisoka. We had Mama Hisoka come in here. I want to know about these glasses. I don't know what they are. Oh no, I'm kind of. Scared. Do you know what the glasses oh. are? Go. Oh, you oh, don't. I got my glasses. Oh, they're regular glasses. glasses. They're normal glasses. They're normal glasses. I thought. Yeah. Yo, Hisoka made it seem like these were gonna be like some kind of nah, thing. They're nah, just nah. normal glasses. Nah, it's, it's not as bad as Soka's hair. It's like. <laughs> Dang, bro, it's getting cooked. I love it. Okay, okay, so let's let's refocus. Let's refocus. So, uh, yeah, talk to me about Rafi and, and kind of come up there through a met. Um, Rafi, you know. Rafi took me in as one of like those youngins. Like you can't even see my. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rafi took me in as one of his own. You know, he he backed me up. He he fought others for me. You know, he had my back. Um, I don't think many people know this, but I used to be on an old org back then called e Eastern Media, and it was kind of a, just a content org. 
and I played um, the MFAM gauntlet with like a couple of people, and I won one of the qualifiers. Mm -hmm. But sadly, I got disqualified and I got kicked out. Like only me, I only got kicked out because of like Nick Marks didn't really like me and stuff like that. He said that I talked bad about him and stuff like that, so I got kicked. And you know, I got kicked. I didn't get to play finals. I didn't even get to play. I didn't even get to get paid. I didn't get paid my 750. But Eastern Media, they gave me money. They gave me the 750, and they said you are a winner. You know, you wow. this, and they 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 did that. And um, they, what they did, I guess they started like a little group money, and they all started putting in money themselves. And they they helped me out. And then, you know. I told myself going into Warzone, I wanted to be big about it. I wanted to like start taking it serious, and you know, I had to go with people who actually cared about Warzone, and you know, not just a regular content creation org. And so I went with Rafi, and Rafi helped me out huge. Mm -hmm. And um, he he helped me out. Like I said, I got one of those big opportunities that was with Destroy was because of Rafi. Yeah. Because Rafi had those connections that he, like, he did with Rivs or like Smith. Like he would link them like how he linked Rivs with Aiden. And then linked Riv or Smith with Aiden as well. And he linked me with Destroy. I played with Destroy. I had a good ass time. And like probably like one of the only big streams that I've ever had was with him. And you know it was, it was cool. I loved it. Um, After that I started working on. I, I, I did a little part in content. I, I started my TikTok. Started doing numbers on that. Um ever since then but I, I don't think i've ever would have ever thought of it if it wasn't for rafi you know like right. as well as like i would just like i'd always like it's like what i say about soak and them like those are my dogs like i'd fight for them behind their backs and anything like that i wouldn't even tell them a single thing about it you know like right. that's just like that's just how i feel about them like those are my boys that's the same way with rafi like if anybody were to talk down on rafi anything like that i just always have his back the same way he has mine um you know, he tried to help me out with like the accusations with Unveiled. Like when all that thing was going down, we were gonna plan a trip to go to Ohio and play on LAN with Unveiled. And we were gonna have that all situated, but you know, it was more of like a, a comfort feeling, you know, like you don't really think I, you want to do that. Cause you know, if you play like ass, you're cheating. If you play good, they still think you're cheating. Like you're just <laughs> nothing goes right. Like. But all in all, like you have to think about it in like a a, a situation like uh, networking is that bad publicity mm -hmm. is good publicity in every single way. Like I don't know how you either have those people that come in talking shit, and then a couple of days later they're just like, "Yo, you're you're nasty. You're this and that." They just have your back. <laughs> uh -huh. like, it, it helps out a long way. And well, yeah, I I wonder when you you talk about this right and and mm -hmm. going to Ohio is it a good idea? Is it good a a bad idea and um i i don't think we want to spend too much more time on this before we jump into some of the next topics but mm. i'm just curious now that you're here you've won this big event uh, and you've won a lot of other events have any of the people that you know that are in the community that have accused you or insinuated have that has anyone ever apologized to you um there's been there's been some people that were like Talk, like they would talk mess thinking that i wouldn't know you know i have I, i'm back then i used to i i, I mean i kind of now i'm still cool with like half the scene but of course i made like my bad share of like friends with people because of the fact that they like accused my boys and they would never go back down on it 
but yeah, a couple of them have like went ahead and they they said like, oh, you know, my bad for saying some stuff about you guys and stuff like that. I'm just like, it's cool. Like, you know, I just know who my real friends are in the end because they wouldn't think twice about us at all. Like, that's the like the same thing that I'd say about Invalidator or Soka. Like, back then when people were trying to like brainwash me saying that they were cheating and this and i'm just like no they're not like if they were i would know because like you know there's a lot of people you kind of just have that feeling if something off is going on but like that makes sense if you're around someone that much you play with someone that much you're gonna Mm -hmm. know if things are odd yeah like everybody would say like oh and vote cheats and this and that i'm just like i just tell them straight out i'm like i don't think i've ever seen a, a more passionate person in my life that cares so much about a game besides him like right. you playing pubs and you hear him, he's one shot, like just screaming at people. Like he doesn't care. Like he 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 pop a monster or a Red Bull just for pubs. Like he cares so much about the game. Like even his backstory coming from like the gunfight scene. Like he was already yeah. nasty as is, and especially on console. Like imagine him now in a BR where it's like you're taking those same fights as gunfights with random guns and this and that, but into a bigger map, and he nails it every time. Well, I love to hear that there are some people who who reached out and were willing to admit, hey, you know, I might have been in the wrong here in, in whatever mm-hmm. way they did. But uh, let, let's keep things moving because you, you've had this journey and you've had a bumpy road, but you've ascended to the top. You are there right now. You win this massive event. You have come through the struggles, the accusations um, on your come up within work zone do you have any tips for upcoming competitors that are also trying to get into the scene who might look at you guys for inspiration or see what you've gone through and maybe be nervous about Mm -hmm. it um more or less is social network first before you start competing that's that's what i tried doing back then back then i used to follow like i used to have an off number of followers i used to have like following like 800 people and only having like 100 followers just trying to connect with people like go go i'd be in like seven twitch chats a day just trying to talk <laughs> to everybody and then you know when i started making like friends and stuff like that i started competing and then i started meeting other people who wanted to compete and then i sticked with them instead of doing like what other people are doing to this day they just play one tourney and then start moving to a different person because they think they suck but you know everybody sucks in the beginning until yeah. they start working together and stuff like that and um it ends up working out because me me and Avild, like besides of how good he is and how good like i am to play with or adapt with people um we had we had a couple of tourneys where like we got rounded we got like we, we it happens pretty fast it happens yeah, to it everyone. Happens. but you know it didn't change the fact that we were going to stick with each other throughout the like thick and thin and then there you go we go into a big tournament where it's like all the past tournaments and all like the the knowledge of like our gameplay together we know how each other play we know what to do so like when it when the moment's right it's gonna hit right mm-hmm. and like it did so many times where he'd see me fighting and he'd go straight loot because he tried to get me back i go straight fighting and i see him getting shot at i'll just stick there and i'll wait at a buy get him back back i'll play with him like we know how to play each other's comps and everything perfectly so it's kind of like kind of just had to lay it out instead of trying to per- pressure yourself to try to be the best so fast because it takes time yeah so the the two main takeaways would be certainly uh network networking and, and, and then right. gain chemistry with somebody yeah, yeah, yeah. i love that mm-hmm.
and stick with it yeah yeah that's a, that's a great take dude you have been uh, sage you've been incredible man yeah and we've we've got an hour already somehow and i don't even know how this is possible um you've been a, a wealth of of knowledge and kind of like back story history about your come up and and, and really your team I, i'm gonna call them your team uh and that expands farther than of course your team uh that was in cdlr like you you've got a team around you whether it's omit or uh you know the the hellboys uh whatever you you guys call yourselves i think all of that has been really cool to hear like how loyal uh your team has been and how loyal you've been throughout this come up because the scene is cutthroat um especially when there's a lot of money on the line it can get uh quite nasty and when yeah. you when you got your boys back uh you know that loyalty will pay off in the end and it has for you guys mm -hmm. thus far so uh really appreciate you kind of sharing that story um along the way as well as kind of like walking through cdlr victory mm -hmm. because it, it was a big one and i think for some people that don't know you y'all's names well like a like a general mm -hmm. viewer they were like who the mm -hmm. heck is this team and why mm -hmm. are they winning but for people mm -hmm. like like me who have been uh, you know on the desk or in the booth for so long it was like uh, you know it, it wasn't surprising it was just kind mm -hmm. of a matter of time and uh you guys executed at a very high level which was cool to see yeah. thank uh, you thank you yeah well okay so final thoughts here i'll give you the floor um it, there's we've talked about a lot um and we haven't talked about a lot but uh, i know mm -hmm. we're at a, a, around an hour any final thoughts you'd kind of like to leave on on the podcast and the youtube and all of that good stuff as just um... kind of like this is who i am this is sage and this is what i'm going to be doing mainly just you know Hopefully Warzone 2 plans out good for us, for me and the boys. I don't even want to include myself solo because I can never do that behind them. Uh, those are my boys. Hopefully, like, those tournaments come out where all of us get to play our part in. Uh, as you've seen in Fortune's Keep, you know, b before the tournament even ended, we told ourselves, like, we're all going to make a bag. Like, we're, we're all going to make some money. And there you go. We all made money. We all made a bag each they won the biggest tournament before that and you know we had to final it out with the hellboys going in and securing our name top one both tournaments yeah and um we want to take over the scene for warzone 2 like we had uh, nothing but passion out of us like we want to make sure that everything's right for us give me the full, give me the full list of the hellboys and then we'll let you go Hell, hellboys of course you got unveiled soka those are like the the, the starters then you got the the most like basically the dad of all of us mayapo who just sits there and just gets whatever he wants like he just plays and he just you know he's the best at everything he does like he, he would just do whatever he wants and then you got oki oki's taking his break right now but you know there's been those tournaments that we played with oki or like tournaments we haven't played with him where he still represents his name and he still shows how good he is but basically that's the that's the, that's like we we settled in with each other and, and it all plans out towards the end that's that's super cool. I I like Mayapo being the dad of that group. That is so casual. Yeah, he's just been, he's been doing it for a long time. You know what I mean? He was a he, demon back he's, on he's blackout. He's old man. He's old. <laughs> old. That's awesome. I remember I remember the first time I met him. I thought he was like maybe like nineteen twenty. I think he turned like what twenty four, twenty five recently. He's, he's yeah that's so old holy cow katie we are we are young <laughs> all y'all throw daggers at me and you don't even realize you're doing it but i'll just i'll just sit here i'll just take that hurt in my heart <laughs> i love it well hey sage thank you so much for joining uh joining us man this this podcast has been a pleasure uh you you took the brunt of it on your back and, and told your story and told uh really the story of your team and it was it was awesome to hear so thank you so much for joining us thank, thank you, you thank you. you okay katie 
What yes. what an episode. That was awesome. I know. Uh, I know. Out, shout out to everybody. Shout out to everybody in the chat. In Veiled Ahsoka and Rafi and the, the whole Amit crew. I mean, we had uh, we had a lot of people supporting Sage on the pod and, and he made our job super easy because uh yes. he was able to just rock and roll. We love through people all who topics. love to talk. Oh yeah. It is when you can just sit back and let someone say their piece and they're willing to go places without necessarily you having to prompt them on the way uh can make things a lot easier than when you're getting those one sentence answers <laughs> yeah no he did a fantastic job it was really cool to have him on and, and i'm excited to continue to kind of rock and roll through the hellboys and get the rest of them on at some point but um katie we we have uh we have one more section we want to talk about yes. and this is really important because we wouldn't be able to do this podcast without them it is time for the coliseum mm -hmm. stat chat now if you don't know who coliseum is it's very simple uh exclamation point sponsor in the chat will pull up the command to hear everything you need to know about them but uh, a Warzone fantasy site, and they've been popping off recently. They've been running these different tournaments for uh, these events that come around, where you get to pick your mm -hmm. fantasy squad with a with a budget, and you pick your squad, and they get points based on how they perform. This was specifically how they performed during CDLR. It was really cool. I know they had a lot of entries, so shout out to Coliseum for for popping off recently. Um, you can use code Bot Lobby for any of their paid contests to get a little extra cash to work with. Um, it, it's a super cool site. Now they provided us some stats as they usually do. This mm -hmm. time around, it was a about CDLR, which is super, super cool. So let's take a look at some of these, Katie. Uh, we're going to start with our winning squad. Uh, Inveiled, Sage, Goat Clamp. Here are their KDs. Ooh, now, God now, damn. Now, usually, usually Jeez. when we talk KDs, we're talking five, six, seven, whatever. But we're talking the highest level competition possible. All three are positive, even those playing hyper aggro. Of course, Inveiled popped off and was was nearly top fragger. I think Mayapo may have one uh, elimination more than him. But 1.59 for Inveiled, 1.26 for Clamp, and a 1.34 for Sage. Those are very impressive. Age These customs. are extremely impressive. And I know people will be like, well, my regular KD is 11 or whatever on pubs. It's like, yeah, but for example, if you, if you equated these kind of scores in high-level competition, these KDs to CDL, if you're dropping a 1.59 and yeah. winning... Nasty. You're fry. 1.26, 1.34, all disgusting KDs to have. So extremely impressive. The fact that it, it, every single one of them was at a KD stat line like that, you know, even if I had no idea what the outcome of this tournament was, Goach, I look at that and I'm like, they must have placed in the yeah, money. They, they podium for sure. Uh, well, let's keep it going. This is from the event itself. This is for this team. You can see their Woo! average placement was fourth place all the way through. Mm -hmm. which is crazy victories they had two clamp had 53 kills total is what this is saying this i okay hold on 75 kills total this might be more than just the this might include semis i don't know i'll take a look at our back end here and double check some of these because i know this these aren't 100 percent accurate because unveiled had 50 total in the finals might be yeah. adding in some extra kills during semifinals or something like that. I'll double check it from the back end, but still, they dominated all the way through. They did a fantastic right. job on their overall placements. It was a very impressive uh, bout through the finals. And uh, here are the top streamers during it uh, in general, which is cool mm -hmm. because they're seeing some familiar names. Of course, uh, Team Unveiled and Mayapo, uh, they apparently averaged the, the same kills per game, which was super cool. 5.77. If you got a player, <laughs> If you got a player in customs they always can account for 5.77 kills every single time they drop into a map yeah it's a, that's a good player to add yeah. to your squad yes 
Uh, and the consistency of that is what is also equally uh, impressive there. But you take a look, headshots, not surprised that Scumman's name is going to be the one coming up there. Oftentimes, headshots in the regular Coliseum stat shots we do. Scumman is the one with the headshots. Aiden with 30 assists and 29 from Biffle single game points. Also, not surprising to see those names where they are. Yeah, so I am getting confirmation that this graphic, this is between all 13 games on main stage. Ah, so the, the five games all in semifinals games. and then the eight games in the finals. So these are their totals all the way through. Uh, fantastic reps uh, across the board. Uh, so top streamers, yeah, we saw single game points. Uh, DS Biffle dropped a crazy game. I think uh, it was a total of their team dropped 30. I don't I'm remember shocked. how many points it was. It was something stupid. But Biffle had like... 16 17 kills or something like that and it was doubled yeah. so that's where you get these single game points a, a really really big game so cool stats across the board and some of the behind the scenes stats that we don't have graphics for that are interesting uh let's see the the one that i thought was hilarious the lowest movement and, and this is what really delineates resurgence versus caldera the lowest mm -hmm. movement um player who won yeah. a game only moved Still 75% of the time. That was Ebates. Uh, people were... Yeah, people, people were flying were around the map. Well, you have yeah. to because it's resurgent. So you, you right. have to play a lot more aggro, especially with this kind of like scaling multiplayer, right? And then Repulse won a game, moved 97% of the time. Jesus. <laughs> well, okay. But at what point in Hector's life has he ever sat still IRL sure. or in a game? That is sure. actually maybe the least surprising stat of any of the ones we've seen so far. Uh, a couple more to shout out for Sage in particular, since he was the, the target of the pod today. Sage was second overall in total headshots at 25. First was Scummin at 34. Uh, yeah. Sage was fifth overall in total assists with 28. And first was Aiden with 30. So a lot of people in that 28 to 30 range for assists uh for total damage dealt out and veiled was first with forty-three thousand, and sage was fifth with thirty-six thousand. so the boys frag yeah. across the board um certainly played fantastic and of course won cdlr by 0.8 points um but i know coliseum had their own fantasy contest and gave out somewhere mm -hmm. in the neighborhood of like 500 dollars at the end Let's of the go. day with a lot that. of people which was super cool so hey if you guys want to get involved at home with uh the fantasy war zone and you could win whenever your favorite streamers win which is amazing you you go on to coliseum.co and you can click that link uh down there in the description if you're on youtube or in the podcast description or, or right here in the live chat and go build your own fantasy squads they've got friday freebies every single week as well as some paid contests that you can enter in order to win some cash and i know a lot of our communities have won some cash in the past so go check out coliseum they've been an incredible sponsor for us and they're going to continue to do <laughs> events specifically around or contests rather specifically around events into warzone 2 as well we talk behind the scenes about that so so really pumped about that so again huge shout out to coliseum uh katie to finish our podcast today not a lot of drama i mean cdlr y'all gotta step up your game look i need someone to start barking at someone i need i need someone to get pissed off about some wager something or other there's not there's not i don't know i'm a little let down here yeah there's there's nothing that's like uh pretty intrinsic for the first time we we're not talking about nadia drama which was cool uh there there seemingly has been a, a little bit of less steam on that side of things uh for people calling well, her actually, cheating you know what you just made me think of uh -oh. and i hate that i thought of it um because i don't want to talk about it but i'm going to anyway um did you see doug's tweet that he was supposed to i believe play oh, yeah. in clr and he couldn't because of that Breach, yeah and yeah. I mean, serves you right. 
That's all I gotta say about that. Like, yeah. serves you right, I guess. I, that's the only thing I can think of now that you said it that might be worth talking about. But even that is like, what do you say? Yeah, that the I think the couple things that come to mind to kind of close it out from from a Shitter's Digest section. Yeah, and I was gonna say uh, I think Viper and Chad just was bringing up the thing I was gonna bring up because Katie, we casted the the last tournament on Caldera theoretically, the last draw, right? Uh, ah, hosted by Ethos. What a pleasure that was. Um, but but for the the Doug Sensor Martin thing, yeah, he uh, an unnamed named Activision employee said that he was harassing Nadia with those those different things he was doing on broadcast and as such will not be invited to CDLR which is fair honestly I mean that's very yeah fair. I don't uh, that's tough to be honest sorry, uh, he got replaced by exact <laughs> which was a huge pickup and they nearly called for the finals playing with yeah. the two collegiate warzone players that that won finals from Fisher's College so that was super cool uh, what were the uh what were the invites what fiber am I oblivious I I am the answer is yes but what happened with invites oh yeah so here's the other uh you know should digest stuff is constant <laughs> complaining about tournament invites warranted oh to some degree however the main complaints and hate that was being thrown out was about the last draw and the invites given out for the last draw if you guys don't know katie and i casted the theoretical or proverbial or actual last Warzone last major one. tournament i think we say yeah. last major tournament there uh, may be twitter tournaments whatever else yeah. but this was the last major one planned right exactly and it was with efuse um and efuse always gives out invites to to certain teams because there's only 16 teams that are going to participate in this 2v2 very wild and wacky format but it was a mm -hmm. lot of fun i know you and i both loved it and, it and there was a lot of nostalgia with it too that maybe I'll, we'll finish the podcast with because it's kind of happy but um but there was a lot of hate on timeline because uh certain pe people that run 2v2s every single day run every single Twitter tournament possible they didn't get invited mm. and mm. it's it's this constant reminder that you are not owed anything in this scene ever especially as a competitor when mm -hmm. these events are showcases of the game put on by either activision or of course you know some big uh, production company right katie yeah if if your if your argument for if you are complaining that you're not being invited and the only argument you offer for why you should be invited is because you play something a lot that is not an argument uh and yeah, that's true. not really uh a viable reason to put forward there are plenty of people who do plenty of things all day long that does not warrant an invite to something like this you have to think a little bit beyond that what else are you doing i, I think part of it's take take responsibility a yeah, little bit sure. what are you doing what what did sage just tell us network know people make connections are, are you doing any of those things or are you just playing a lot and complaining that no one's noticing you? Why should they notice you? Yeah, Ask that question and then give them those substantial reasons. Exactly right. And I think uh, there's, there's kind of two uh, routes of thought here. If you want to be an only a competitor, great. Then you're going to have to go be somebody's duo you're gonna have to be somebody's second player yeah. that they pick up a captain that makes a lot of content and hits certain kpis so uh, the, the behind the scenes uh, i do a lot of consulting from event management i used to host tournaments all the time you know trying to hit mm -hmm. some sort of like return on investment from sponsors uh, a kpi or key performance indicator usually comes down to either ccvs or the uh ability or the efficiency of a community to interact with certain links etc for these types yeah. of events, uh, there isn't a certain link they're selling. There's not a product they're trying to pander or otherwise. It is a showcase of Call of Duty. So what would be their main KPI or key performance indicator? It would be eyes on the tournament. Uh, this is not from the main broadcast perspective only. This is general co-stream. So 
what do they want they want to grab as many a a diverse group of people b a a group of people that drives a lot of views and so of course they're yes. going to invite all of these big players and, and people that drive a ton of views because that's going to hit some of their kpis that then deem oh this event is a success therefore we should spend more money doing it they put up fifty thousand dollars whoever you know the back end is in, in any tournament they put up fifty thousand dollars not to put on a the most competitive tournament ever or they would just create a war zone league no they're putting on fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars to bring in all these content creators to showcase the game so it, it's just kind of like shift in mentality of like what's important for tournaments it is certainly okay to be sad and like kind of frustrated that like man i really want to play in these tourneys but it doesn't make sense to show hate to the people that were invited like they're no, gonna turn it down they, well and also the tournament organizers see this people see this and it will get back to them and it leaves a bad taste in someone's mouth to have entitlement lobbed their way. And I think, and Andy said this in chat and this is very true. There, there ain't enough soup to feed everyone that you're, it is impossible for everyone to be invited to everything. And you should not take that as a personal slight. Yeah. You should not take that as a bunch of people sat around and said, no, <laughs> we're going to exclude you in particular. And I think a lot of people sometimes can um, take it as an offense directed intentionally at them when it is simply not. Yeah, yeah, no, 100%. So, you know, just kind of keep that in mind when it comes to like, hey, I want to get invited to tournaments more often and then win a ton of money. Maybe make a ton of content. Um, start just growing your streamer base, viewer base. Reach out to people, connect with yeah. them, follow up, say, here's what I'm doing. I would love someday to have an opportunity. Bang, bang, bang. Make those connections. Yep. And if you don't want to do that, then you better be buddy-buddy with the person that's going to be invited every single time, okay? So so yeah. keep that in mind. Or be so damn nasty <laughs> that the people who are getting invited pick you up. Yeah, exactly. So overall, I, uh, you know, it, it's... It's kind of a moot point to argue, oh, I should have been invited to this or I should have been invited to that when you're not making content. And that's the Warzone scene right now. Get ready for Warzone 2 because they're going to be targeting whoever's driving the most views to yeah. their game because it's a showcase of their game. And uh, I've get, yeah, I will always now for forever and always refer to people as content creators rather than pros, regardless of how much money yes. you've earned in the game. So yes. I've been converted. <laughs> Clip it, until clip a league. it, and clip it, baby. That is what I needed to hear. Until Thank a league you. is created, there's not true competitive war zone. I would say CDLR was probably the closest we've had to that. So, anyways, that's my, that. my little snippet. You made me snippet. so happy. <laughs> Good. Thank you. The, Thank the you. last thing I want to finish with, um, and then we'll close out the pod for today, and I think this is a fun little topic of conversation. You and I casted the, the last draw, Caldera's last draw. Mm -hmm. uh, you, we, you and I have casted hundreds of hours together um, in the booth from a, a 2v2 perspective to customs or otherwise, but 2v2s in particular have been a kind of our bread and butter for a long time. And um, excited to be able to cast the final 2v2, major 2v2, of Warzone 1's life cycle. It's been two years. And yeah. and of course, Katie, like you have a, a longer history in this scene than I do, but I, I posted on Twitter about how I was... Um, I almost got emotional in the broadcast because there were so many of these kind of like key hits that we we were able to hit that reminded me of the come up. Like I got started in this industry as a full-time, uh, part-time and then full-time uh, freelance commentator, caster, shoutcaster, mm -hmm. analyst, whatever, in Warzone. And I started by hosting my own tournaments, $300 tournaments, $500 tournaments, or what have you. And then we're here casting a 50K at the end of the game um, together as a duo after picking up probably, what, early this year? I guess it was like January when we started casting together, which is kind of crazy. Was it really January? I feel like it was earlier than that. No, it, really? it, we didn't actually start duoing until like January, February. But 
I don't know. And there was there was just a lot of nostalgia, and then the one thing that like hit it like full nostalgia was um, was Aiden in the finals in storage dropping storage picking up a modern <laughs> warfare m4 i i don't know why that hit me so hard but it was like man it comes full circle that yeah. kind of ties a bow on everything at the end of caldera to see a verdansk ode yeah oh absolutely and um and, and the final thing was was efuse giving us the opportunity uh when i was running all these tournaments myself and casting over them and trying to get better uh, I, I will always tell this story and i think it's a, a kind of a good story for the podcast too is that i was grinding trying to get a a gig and of course i didn't have a resume so i just created my own i i, I put together like big tournaments and there were like 500 tournaments all the way up to we did a thirteen thousand dollar rebirth tournament that, that aiden played mm -hmm. in and that's where we um met and started becoming like friends to some degree and um and uh, you know i'll never forget pine apples uh former h1z1 pro uh pine had done a bit of casting for warzone early in its life cycle and mm -hmm. he got an opportunity to cast with efuse for a 2500 dollar veterans tournament um and he couldn't do it and pine and i i had hosted a couple tournaments talked to pine about playing in them and so efuse reached out to him and they said you know you want to cast and he couldn't so he said hey you should hit up this up-and-comer coach he's been hosting a lot of tournaments himself he's pretty good i'd love for you to give him a chance and so efuse reached out to me and i did that tournament with i hold shift and uh we had a we had a lot of fun and that was kind of my first professional event was through efuse efuse so the the last professional event i get to do in warzone one theoretically is with efuse it, it really was full circle and and crazy to see a where i'm at now but then also where you and i uh have kind of like become really close friends and, and casted so much together we get to finish it on a on a banger i just want to know if we're such close friends why did you use that screenshot for the tweet you're looking all nice. You're smiling at the camera. I'm like mid-convo weird. At look. I'm just saying, you did this whole beautiful soliloquy <laughs> about your come up and all this ish. And I'm going to make it about me because that yeah. screenshot is not kind. Okay? I tried to <laughs> I'm find... I'm looking at it right I'm, now. I'm going to be honest. I tried to find a couple different screenshots that were better of both of us. Nah, nah, and nah, I nah. couldn't find one that mm -hmm. wasn't atrocious of me and great of you or this one was like mm -hmm. the most okay of both of us mine mine's not that good either i i just you're just, smiling at the camera kinda. what do you mean I kinda got like you a got your eye. super evan like i woke up like this uh, <laughs> <laughs> well anyways it, it's been no, a pleasure you know um it i i think similarly and to actually be serious for a second um much like it is with warzone duos uh, it can take some time to find someone that you click with in the booth. And I I knew pretty much from the first broadcast we ever did together. I was like, I could sit in a 16-hour broadcast with this guy and crazy. I'd be happy to do it. Um, it has been my pleasure and really my treat to watch your come up and to see the gigs you're getting because they are all incredibly well-deserved and you are very talented. And I'm super happy to uh, to see that finally start to get recognized. And I'm sure it will continue to go on the up and up through Warzone 2 and beyond. Well, you're very kind. And you are the reason you, I hold shift, like any of the, the caster folk, the uh, Reflections is a great example, even Bonsai Bros. And like a lot of people that... that 
I worked with early in my career that helped me uh, get better. It was, it, it, you guys have been incredible. And uh, Katie, you're like the easiest person to work with ever and you're hyper professional and in, incredible at your job. So I, I'm excited to see all of your hosting and, and casting stuff coming up. Uh, I know some of the stuff behind the scenes and that one's gonna be super, super fun. So anyways, all right, there's our soliloquy monologue, whatever word you wanna use for Waxing it. Waxing poetic. Uh, we didn't have Shooter's Digest, so we had to get a little sentimental. Oh, we didn't, no, we got some. <laughs> Shout out Viper in chat yeah, for the invite thing and the little blip about Doug. Um, so look, we need y'all to step up your game because we we do these, at least we try and do them every single week. Sometimes life gets in the way, but um, y'all got a week. Y'all got seven days to step <laughs> up your game, make something spicy happen on the TL so we have something to talk about. Well, hey, thank you for all the love on the YouTube, audio podcast, everything. Please leave reviews, subscribe to the channel. We're closing up on 500 subs on the YouTube and uh, it, it's been a blast to make content. We're, start, we're gonna start putting out crazy amount of shorts soon from all of our clips so you guys can run those yes. up for us that would be amazing but that's all we have for today this has been an incredible episode sage was an incredible cast and we're looking forward to next week we'll see you guys then